Welcome to this episode of Between the Shelves at Clarksville Montgomery County Public Library. And today we have a local author with us, W.C. Childs, to talk about her book, Not Yet a Woman. So, W.C. Childs, thank you for joining us. Um, and tell us, tell us about Not Yet a Woman. Well, Not Yet a Woman is a story of a, a young, it's told, it is told through the eyes of a young child. And it just kind of follows her journey as she goes from a typical normal family to all the upheaval that comes in her life. So it is just told from her perspective going forward, just full of life lessons that some of us don't want to embrace as we're growing up. But, you know, and then also the importance of having ancillary family members, like in this case, she has a grandmother that takes her in and, and kind of ushers her from her disappointment until to her triumph of knowing what it's like to become an adult and all the things that you face as an adult and how you learn from those things and as you grow to become a, um, a woman. So what um, what inspired you to to write this book? Um, in my professional life, I was in compliance. And so one time I went to a conference and um, one of the people challenged us to write down three things that we wanted to do in our lifetime. And writing a book was one of the things that I had written down. And so I kind of put it off, even though I had I had put it into the universe that I wanted to be a, a, an author. I put it off for about three years because I just was like working on my career, trying to, you know, make it into the ranks in the bank and, and further that part of, of myself. But then as I would drive to work, Every day from Clarksville to Hopkinsville, it's about a 30 minute drive. So during that time, my mind would wander and it would always come back to this scene that kept playing in my head and I could not get that scene out of my head. And so one morning I was driving to work and I was listening on the radio to the Steve Harvey morning show. And I <laughs> love to laugh with him and, and, sure. you know, listening to him. And he, and one time he did this thing about, um, telling people not being afraid to jump. And he said, if there's something that keeps nagging at you that you can't get rid of, it's your soul speaking out to you. Mm. So for me, it was that book. And so that day I went to work on my lunch and wrote my first chapter mm. of the book. And after that, the words just kept coming and I just kept writing. What, um, what surprised you the most in the process of writing? How hard it is. You know, you just think, oh, I'm just going to write this down. But um, the process is a little lonely at times. And you have to take your mind and your emotions in places that sometimes you're not ready for. You know, as you're writing the book, you want to write a book that captures the audience and to be able to capture those feelings and convey them away in a way that is not... Um, flat for the reader um, and to put pieces of yourself out there that's the scary part but that was the hard part just trying to get it all together and one of the things that I said was oh you know this is going to be easy I'm going to write about stuff that I think that I know that I've heard about just common things so I won't have to do any research wrong <laughs> within everything that you do you have to do some type of research because sometimes the things that you think you know when you do a little research you find out so many things that you don't know about so, it so then in this book what is something that you thought you knew but realized you didn't know enough about thought about how families work the dynamics of a family um and to be able to to read how other 
uh, families work and I've read stories about how families are supposed to be. Um, and you look up things that you're not quite sure about and you learn the importance of how the nuclear family works, which is something that I never really thought about. I just had for myself was how my family mm-hmm. worked. And just sometimes when you look at how you've been living and you compare it to how other people are living, it is so totally different at times. Because my map of the world is totally different than the next person's yep. map of the world because, you know, because the dynamics within your family are so different from others. So that was one of the things that I learned that I did that I didn't think I'd have to research that I really did. Well, and then there's growth in that of kind of seeing what other empathy, if you will, when other looking at other families, looking at other people. So in Ava's life, is there anything that is a personal side that you wrote from you know, the names have changed to protect the innocent. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. well, you know, the thing about it is um, the backdrop of the story. You know, it, it takes place in the country on a farm. That was the memory that I had mm. from going to visit my grandparents. Like they lived on this big farm and we used to catch grasshoppers and we used to to have tin cans that we would put wire through to make stilts and we could run wild and free. And my grandma had a garden and we would always go pick the tomatoes too soon. And they had to end up on the windowsill. And there was across the road was a railroad track. And we used to, we heard that if you put a penny on a railroad track, you can derail a train. Well, of course we thought. We're going to try that. (laughs) We're going to try that. (laughs) We just lost money because (laughs) it never, it never worked. But just all the joy and the comfort of being around family and being free because we, we were, lived in the city and we would go there for the country. And those are the things um, that I remember the most. And one of the things that I used in there was the porch swing. Mm. My grandma had a porch swing and we loved that porch swing. And um, I have something in there about asking my grandmother for coffee. And that is the truth. I would ask, <laughs> Grandma, can I have some of your coffee? And she would say, okay, baby. But she would put so much milk in it. That there was hardly nothing in it. It was hardly any coffee. But I thought I was a, a grown-up because Grandma gave me coffee. So some of those memories from my childhood were the basis and the backdrop for how the story began. The synopsis you gave me, it says, only then will she recognize her own worth and figure out what it means to truly be a woman. So what even in those those good memories, but what about some of that hardship is – is it, how relatable is Ava to to a young adolescent woman? Well, um, the thing for me is I understood the emotions behind not being with your parent because her mom, you know, sometimes parents, as much as they try, they cannot take care of their children sometimes. And I remember those emotions because I am a um, child of a divorced family. Hmm. So I understood the emotions of feeling abandoned, even though it wasn't abandonment per se, but whenever you're so used to your mom and your dad, when one of those exit the picture, then you're left with all these emotions that you have to deal with. And so for me, feeling abandoned was something that I felt, even though... As I got older, I began to realize that we we as children don't understand the dynamics of the parent relationship. And so for me to realize that in my adult mind, um, parents did the best that they could. Sure. And for us, we didn't understand that. We just saw it from what we sure. 
what we, you know, had in our mind. So that that was one of the lessons that I had to learn that as you grow and you become a mother yourself, you understand how sometimes you give up things for your children to make it better for them. So yeah, that was one of the emotions and the lessons that I learned in there. Yeah. So Ava is obviously the main character. She is. Um, so other than Ava, you know, what character is your favorite? I have and, to and say, a brief kind of description about this character. I have to say Big Mama. Big Mama. That just sounds like a good character. Yes, Big Mama <laughs> was the voice of reason, and that's the voice that all of us need in our lives. We need someone saying, "No, you better not do that," or "Have you thought about this?" or "Have you thought about that?" And as kids and as young adolescents growing, we just don't think about that. We always think that our parents are just trying to be restrictive, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, and and sometimes we we. Don't think that our parents understand whenever we start liking boys and that kind of stuff. And we think that they're just old. They don't understand. And I remember Big Mama telling telling her, I haven't been old my whole life. So that's just one of the things that we forget that our that our parents have love stories and we just think we're the only ones that can feel the love. And so that was one of the things that I like that she said. And then when he when she got her heart broken Hmm. and her first love just abandoned her, she wanted to leave the school and go somewhere else. And I remember Big Mama said, if you start running now you'll be running the rest of your life. And so that is just some of the sound advice that she gave her. Because, you know, some of the trends that we start in our youth, we carry forward into the rest of our life. And so Big Mama, I loved I loved how she was patient with her, but she would also not shy away from telling her the truth. Who's Big Mama inspired by? Big Mama is a combination of my dad and my bonus mom. And I call her my bonus mom. I don't I don't really say stepmom because she's been my mother since sure. I was 12 years old. And so my bonus mom, it's just some of the sayings that I would hear, you know. So yeah. it's a combination of, of those two people. And while you were writing and, and advancing Ava's uh, life and journey along, did you find yourself – did you find Ava – taking a turn that you didn't think she would have gone down and you as as writing it and you were done you're like wow that came out of nowhere but it ended up working yes i did um and it's because of you know the way my mind works when i'm writing i don't write in sequence so I can be doing whatever and a thought will jump in my mm-hmm. head or I'll hear um, a collection of words and I'm like, oh, I got to go write that down because it it will fit into my story. And so I had a direction for my story to go in the beginning and I just mapped it out and said, this is what's going to happen. But at the more I wrote, the more things I wanted to say and I wanted Eva to experience and it took me in another direction on some things. And so, you know, that's just the the part of writing. If something pops in my head that I think will fit into the story, I figure out a way to get it in there. Uh, was there a point where you just you just wanted to give up? Absolutely. It's tiring to be in those emotional places. Sometimes for long periods of time, there were times when I was writing and I just laughed. There's times when I was writing and I was crying the whole time because of some of the the topics and the subject matter that was in there. And then there was times when I said, 
okay, enough already. Like, you know, I just put it down and and I, I just walked away from it for about a month to give my brain enough time to breathe. Uh-huh. And then I kind of came back to it. But I came back to it with a refreshed mindset because at the time I was working a full-time job and I was writing at night. So some nights I'm up to two o'clock mm. writing and having to get up and go to work and be at work at eight-ish. Eight-ish, <laughs> yep, yep. But, um, and I was, I think that I was emotionally exhausted from from going between the two worlds on a constant basis. Um, were you writing this during the pandemic or were you already done? No, I was already done. I d- During the pandemic, I wrote my second book. Okay. And it's called Secrets and Vows, and it's a continuation of this story. That was going to be my next question. Is, does Eva and, and the these characters progress into another book? So, yes. She does, because there's a character that I introduce at the end of the story that comes into the room and they have a connection and I move the story forward using their connection, but not in the way most people will think. <laughs> well, good. Well, that's a good, that's a good yes. teaser. How was writing during the pandemic? I didn't think about the pandemic at the time um, because at the time um, I just thought about these two characters Mm -hmm. and how their lives are going to intersect. And I I just think with the pandemic, it just gave me a lot more freedom to write. And I walked a ton, you know, because, (laughs) you know, you couldn't be around people. So I did a lot of walking. And as I walked, the more I would walk, the more my mind would open up and I would have my phone and I would do voice recordings Mm -hmm. of ideas that came into my mind. But um, pandemic, you know, I think it was kind of what I needed to get the second book finished because, you know, we were all so much in isolation that you had to find some type of outlet. And for me, it was writing. So I continued writing and I still have another, have a third book that I'm writing. So it's just not stopped. So where can, uh, where can we find Not Yet a Woman? Not Yet a Woman is here in the local library. Okay. And um, you can also get it on um, Amazon.com. Um, it is on Kobo. It is on Target. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it's it's out there. And we'll put links to, um, to where it is in our collection as well as Amazon and some of those other places that you can, um, you can pick up a copy. When do you think the next book will be released? Um, Secrets and Vows is already out. Okay. Um, and my other, my, the one after that is maybe I have a third of that written. So it's probably going to be about another six to nine months because I'm working on another, not novel, like a, a regular Christian based self-help book. Sure. So I have that that I'm probably going to have out within the next six weeks. And so I'm just constantly writing. Yeah. Well, we'll be happy to have you back when when anything, whenever whenever your new stuff comes out. Just let us know and we'll be happy to have you back. Oh, gosh, I'd love that. Yeah. Well, again, we appreciate you uh, coming out. And again, um, Not Yet a Woman by W.C. Childs. It's available here at the library, um, also at Amazon. And before we started recording, we talked about getting it on Libby and Hoopla. So um 
start checking those apps and, <laughs> and, uh, we'll hopefully can, uh, you'll see that on there. And then we also look forward to, uh, anything else you put out. And again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Between the Shelves at Clarksville Montgomery County Public Library. Again, you can come by and, uh, check out, uh, Not Yet a Woman, um, and see some of our other collection. And we'll be happy to help you with anything like that that you might need. Thank you very much.